Welcome to the Specify Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Tats Nakagawa of Castagra Products. Each week, I talk to leaders and experts about how to overcome adversity, grow massive organizations, and how to create meaningful change in the building materials and construction industry. Today's guest is Sanjay Bujari. He's the founder and CEO at Saya Life. So Sanjay, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to learning about your background. I know you have a, a strong like Fortune 500 background. And now you're, you know, for the last little while, you've been more on the entrepreneurial side. That's right. That's right. So I've spent a few years of my career uh, working in technology. I worked for uh, big companies, you know, Cisco. Uh, I worked at Rockwell Semiconductors, Connection, MindSpeed. So a lot of uh, technical technology-based companies. Um, and then joined a couple of startups. At some point, was always looking to do something on my own. I had this opportunity. I had to take it. I had to make a decision. Uh, and I did. So that's where I am today. You know, you've worked at a large company and you work at startups or you start your own company up. You know, this is for someone that is sitting in a larger company thinking about this. What transferred over and what did you have to learn? Well, a lot of times when you're working in a large company, so when you start your job, your career, uh, over a period of time, you get bucketed into a specific role and you kind of build on that. And a lot of stuff that you want to do, it's hard to do it. You're not able to express yourself as much. And with everything that goes on in an office environment, it's very hard to kind of change track. But you can take some of the learnings, uh, basically looking at um, how the technology moves. Uh, Just from my background, when I worked at Cisco, I learned a lot about you know, how, how to take a product from incubation all the way to the market, right? But did not have any exposure on sales, marketing, product development, you know, the whole whole cycle of figuring out the product market fit and all of those things. So when I joined a startup, I had to kind of ask for that role and move from an engineering to something like that, even with a pay cut, learn about some of those little things that goes into taking a product to market and actually selling it, you know, because you you do a startup, you make a product and then what, right? You're sitting in your garage, build something and, and you think it's really good, but <laughs> how do you, how do you make it acceptable yeah. uh, in the marketplace? So you joining the smaller startups or the startups kind of seem to be like an introduction to entrepreneurship, like you're, you have some of the risk, you don't have all the risk, but you have some of the risk, but you're wearing multiple hats. Yeah, you, so the thing is, the margin for error is very small, you know, so you, you have to, I mean, you cannot, you cannot get to the next level without failing, but the cost of failing is pretty high. So it's a balancing act, right? You don't want to fail so badly that you cannot get up. So. You have to be careful. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Budgeting your money in. It's it's uh, very difficult. But yeah. So when when you you know were thinking about starting your own thing, what what 
you know, walk me through what was going through your mind. Like what ultimately, you know, sort of gave you the motivation or the direction that this was the right choice for you? Well, it was always what I wanted to do. I mean, I never wanted to be, uh, when I came to this country, I wanted to start something. But you have this this process, uh, you know, it's, it's, you have to, you have to settle down first. Your base has to be strong enough to be able to, it's throwing the dice, right? It's not easy. So it took a while. I, uh, it took longer than expected, but then I saw an opportunity. I found the right people around me to support it. And, um, and I decided to move forward. But I think it's, it's all about making sure you have the financial stability or you have a network of people who can support you at least for the first two or three years to make sure if it's even possible, you know, because people have ideas. I mean, I've had people that I've worked with who have some amazing ideas, but it always remains an idea, you know, because what I tell myself is everybody has an opportunity, but, you know, there's a cost, there's an opportunity cost. Are you willing to pay that cost? You know, (laughs) so uh, when you do that, uh, you cannot have any half measures. You have to go either full in. You cannot say, OK, I'm going to I'm going to work and I'm just going to do my startup on the side. And it never works that way. So either it's this way or that way. And you can you just have a couple of shots at it, you know. <laughs> so I had to convince my family, give me give me two or three years. It's now over six years. So, yeah. Now, walk me through the problem or the uh, the idea you know how it began and and has it evolved yeah so uh it got really um exciting when cisco was doing what's called the connected home connected platform or type of stuff bringing everything out there on the network so that you have access to things in real time so that was that was the idea and uh, a lot of focus on consumer electronics and trying to get into the consumer market because we were a, a, a Linksys acquisition into Cisco. There's a lot of work in that space. And I always thought uh, uh, some of the key areas were neglected uh, when you're talking about big data and analytics. I think there's a lot of uh, things to learn. Uh, I call it the, they call it the internet of things. I, I, I was looking at it more as the internet of data, right? So there's so much information out there how do you process that information and make actionable uh, give someone actionable uh, insight into how to make things better? Uh, but all the stuff that we were making was focused on smart lights and turning on and off lights uh, easily, or uh, you know, the technology around video. And it's very interesting. But I always had a little interest in on the on the uh, commercial side with uh, smart buildings and focused on utility. I wanted to look at the water, energy, gas type of things in large buildings because a lot of utility services end at, at the entry point of the building and then there's not much visibility of what happens inside these buildings. So I did, in my role as in a startup company, uh, take up a role of a product manager and try to kind of write some requirements around these things. But it didn't go very far. <laughs> so, uh, so at that point, I went and pitched this idea to the local utility in LA. You know, the Los Angeles they have a they have what's called the Los Angeles Clean Tech Incubator. I went and pitched that idea, and they liked it. And that's where the journey started. This was way back. I was still working at that time, but I just wanted to pitch that idea and see if it was of interest. But 
that's where I met some amazing people, you know, just within a year of when uh, I was part of the clean tech incubator, that's when I met some really good folks. I met Nate. He was at an event. I was pitching at that event and he was there. He was very much into innovation, looking at innovative solutions for building. That resulted in some really good conversations. So I think uh, it just progressed from there. But yeah, I think it's just uh, has been a progression. The idea was there right from the beginning when I started working. But I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity and then take some action on that, you know. Yeah. So that initial sort of networking and network kind of led to, you know, many of the things that occurred after. Yeah. So uh, we got an opportunity with Nate in one of his properties. So he was he was very interested in new technologies and he's he's got this entrepreneur thing of his own. He looked at what we were doing with sub-metering and risk management, and there, there was a project going on in Chino. He was managing that. He challenged us and said, look, if you can get this thing certified and ready within a few or three months, he can give us an opportunity to bid for that project. And we took that challenge. It took us more than three months, but <laughs> but, but it's still running today. I think mean, that project is uh, has been like, Four years, it's been running really well. And that gave us the, the platform to do a lot more. So I think we are now in all North America, we're doing projects in Canada, yeah, right, and all the states in the US as well. But I think what I feel is what I've experienced is when you have a good thing going, you meet people along the way. And if you are able to deliver on some of those little things, it eventually expands into something bigger over time. So I think that's what happened with us as well. We got that opportunity. We embraced it. We found a lot of issues along the way. It was a trial by fire. A lot of things needed to work on the fly. So we did a lot of work. It was work day and night. I mean, it was there was no, no room for error there. Yeah. I mean, walk me through that. I mean, like describe to me what happened or what's what was your most memorable kind of pulling it out of the uh, you know, the fire or trial of fire. So a lot of interesting things happen. You know, we were so the weights and measures thing, right? You gotta get it certified. And we were not certified at that point. So I remember driving to Sacramento with one of my other guys with a truck full of uh, you know devices, going, sitting down at the weights and measures lab with our computers, programming the device to make sure it's uh, it's calibrated and can meet all the requirements. So we were the only ones, even today, I think we're the only certified meter. There might be one more maybe, but with a shutoff system and with a remote reader. So our mobile app is a remote reader. We need to be able to report what's on the dial or on the display for the water meter for consumption, it needs to transmit in real time to a mobile app. So the guy was standing outside and looking at the mobile app. We had to give him an app. And then there's another tester inside checking the display and making sure it's exactly accurate in real time. There's a lot of stuff that we needed to do to make that happen. And it took us a few iterations going back and forth. So we, I remember driving in the middle of the night, in the rain, so that we can be eight o'clock in the morning in Sacramento. We, we couldn't take all that stuff uh, on a plane. There's a lot of stuff, equipment, 
you know, making sure it works. We didn't have a team. People was just uh, two or three of us, a couple of us driving, the other person supporting online. So a, a lot of good challenges. But once we got that done, then the actual deployment, right? So we have to deploy it across 454 units in Chino. So working with the construction guys, figuring out how to create the right kind of requirements for them so they can be up and running quickly, having the technology to be able to collect information from all of these devices on a single gateway and send it to the cloud. So there's a lot of stuff going on, but but thankfully, you know, these construction projects take a long time. So you have a few months to get it certified and then the construction happens in phases. So it, it kind of gradually materialized. This was way back one of our first projects. It was just trial by fire kind of thing. And at the end of the day, it all worked really well. We had a really amazing, amazing team. So wow. We were, I, mean, we I don't know if there's anything here, but if you had to go back, would you do anything differently? I think so. I think uh, in the first couple of years, we started defining our requirements and all of that stuff. 2016, I was still working, 2017. And then we started working on these certifications quite late. I think understanding your market clearly, because we also dabbled at going into the single family space and for a time being, because it looked attractive, you know, you have the flow, the fin, all these other guys were in there. So having a clear definition of what you want to do early on, and just focusing on one thing is important. I think trying to get into many things is maybe if I go back in time, we would spend a lot of lot more time defining the market so we don't waste time. We probably wasted a year there, but yeah, I'll change that. Uh, do a lot more networking, attend, uh, make sure, build a bigger network early on. One of the disadvantages, we, uh, I'm an engineer, not a marketing or sales guy per se. But I had to do this to be successful, which I learned, you know, you can have the best technology out there. You've got to get your get in front of a lot of people to be able to articulate the benefits and other things. And I met some really interesting people at um, the Clean Tech Incubator. One of them was Tom White, amazing personality. He kind of helped me understand the value of storytelling, helped me understand how to focus on just one or two things rather than try to shoot multiple targets at the same time. And he said that that can happen later on. But when you start, you need to be very focused. I think if, if all that information had happened early on, we, maybe we would have had more focus. So I think ideally surround yourself with people that have experience in the industry. If you're a startup, that helps. Because you're so focused on building your product, you forget the business aspect of it is actually more important when you start. So with what you're doing, how do you see it progressing? Well, if you look at the market, I think it's very much looking for these types of solutions. We're talking about water. And then also, if you look at the market for smart buildings, it's water, energy, gas. We are looking to expand our offering in these areas. We've already started working with another company to integrate electric meters into our platform so we can offer a complete solution with water, electric, and gas metering. Our platform is pretty mature for sub-metering, and we're looking to expand across North America with this solution. The market is pretty big. You know, it's huge. And if you're looking at 
uh, just the sub-metering aspect of it. A lot of buildings out there struggle with water-related risks and not having insight into what's happening is problematic. And if you look at service providers like insurance companies and utilities, their economy depends on, on water energy, right? So if you're having water leaks or if you're having you know, non-revenue water loss or anything like that, it affects them, it affects their bottom line. If there's a leak, a major leak, they have if you have to pay out a big claim, that's a problem. So they're getting involved now more so than before. You know, I spent the good half of my first year, year and a half chasing insurance companies. I think we we are at a point now where we are signing my partnership agreements with a few insurance companies on the multifamily side. It's very difficult on the on the retail side. There's a lot of insurance providers that provide benefits uh, or some kind of benefit for buying out a sensor or a leak detection system. But on the commercial side, especially working with a broker network, it's very difficult to get involved, especially with builders' risk and other stuff. You have to prove that your technology really works. And you have to prove it with analytics and data. So I think we've done that now. We are we've been successful. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we touched upon, you know, the, your engineering background, understanding, you know, and in growing with marketing and storytelling. Is there any other tips do you have for people that are trying to consider or start something new? To start, if you if you're Planning to do a startup, make sure you know you discuss your your idea, discuss uh, what you want to do with people who have the knowledge in that space. Find out who your customer is and how you can scale, and get a lot of advice around that before trying to jump in. You know, you you need to do your research, find a couple of folks who can who can help you build this out and make sure you're financially stable, at least uh, for the first couple of years. If you're not, 95% of the companies are just going to fail just because you don't have money <laughs> to do this, right? Uh, but I think surrounding yourself with the right kind of people is very important. Uh, don't try to build Ferrari right off the bat. Make sure you have your uh, MVP and, and, and get people's buy-in on what you're doing before you jump into production and other things, right? So I think it's, it's, it's critical to start small, make sure your, your business model and your product to market fit, you know, well-tuned. So that's, that's critical, making sure there's a market for both. I mean, you could build an amazing thing which would have, and get patents on it and there's no value for it in the market. It's not, it's of no use, right, for a business. Absolutely. And is there anything that I did not ask you, but you wanted to share? For folks that are listening to your podcast or are in your network, I'm always looking for people that can add value to what we are doing. If they have knowledge to share or any kind of information that can help us scale our company, I'm happy to talk to them. It's a journey. Uh, it's uh, what has got us here today. It's not the same kind of information that's going to take us to the next le next level. So I'm looking to network and integrate with the people in this space. So happy to talk to people. And if you know anybody in your, in your network, I'm happy to talk to them. Well said. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Specify Growth Podcast today. Make sure you check out youtube.com forward slash Tats Talks 
for video of today's podcast. Hit the subscribe button for upcoming episodes. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.